3. As regards the point in the eye, it is made more intelligible by this, if you look into the eye of another person you will see your own image. Now imagine two lines starting from your ears and going to the ears of that image which you see in the other man's eye, you will understand that these lines converge in such a way that they would meet in a point a little way beyond your own image mirrored, in the eye. And if you want to measure the diminution of the pyramid in the air which occupies the space between the object seen and the eye, you must do it according to the diagram figured below. Let MN be a tower, and the S a rod, which you must move backwards and forwards till its ends correspond with those of the tower, then bring it nearer to the eye. At CD and you will see that the image of the tower seems smaller. As at RO then again bring it closer to the eye and you will see the rod project far beyond the image of the tower from to and from to. And so you will discern that, a little farther within, the lines must converge in a point. The production of pyramid of vision 5860. 58. Perspective. The instant the atmosphere is illuminated it will be filled with an infinite number of images which are produced by the various bodies and colors assembled in it. And the eye is the target. A lodestone. Of these images. 59. The whole surface of opaque bodies displays its whole image in all the illuminated atmosphere which surrounds them on all sides. 60. That the atmosphere attracts to itself. Like a lodestone. All the images of the objects that exist in it and not their forms merely but their nature may be clearly seen by the sundown which is a hot and luminous body. All the atmosphere, which is the all-pervading matter, absorbs light and heat, and reflects in itself the image of the source of that heat and splendor and, in each minutest portion, does the same. The North Pole does the same as the lodestone shows, and the moon and the other planets, without suffering any diminution, do the same. Among terrestrial things musk does the same and other perfumes. 61. All bodies together, and each by itself, give off to the surrounding air an infinite number of images which are all pervading and each complete, each conveying the nature, color and form of the body which produces it. It can clearly be shown that all bodies are, by their images, all pervading in the surrounding atmosphere, and each complete in itself as to substance form and color, this is seen by the images of the various bodies which are reproduced in one single perforation through which they transmit the objects by lines which intersect and cause reversed pyramids, from the objects, so that they are upside down on the dark plane where they are first reflected. The reason of this is footnote, the diagram intended to illustrate the statement place I I number I occurs in the original between lines 3 and 4. The three circles must be understood to represent three luminous bodies which transmit their images through perforations in a wall into a dark chamber, according to a law which is more fully explained in 75 question mark 81. So far as concerns the present passage the diagram is only intended to explain that the images of the three bodies may be made to coalesce at any given spot. In the circles are written, Giallo yellow, Biaccio white, Russell red. The text breaks off at line 8. The paragraph no.40 follows here in the original Miss 62. Every point is the termination of an infinite number of lines, which diverge to form a base, and immediately, from the base the same lines converge to a pyramid imaging both the color and form. No sooner is a form created or compounded than suddenly infinite lines and angles are produced from it, and these lines, distributing themselves and intersecting each other in the air, give rise to an infinite number of angles opposite to each other given a base, each opposite angle, 
will form a triangle having a form and proportion equal to the larger angle, and if the base goes twice into each of the two lines of the pyramid the smaller triangle will do the same. 63. Every body in light and shade fills the surrounding air with infinite images of itself, and these, by infinite pyramids diffused in the air, represent this body throughout space and on every side. Each pyramid that is composed of a long assemblage of rays includes within itself an infinite number of pyramids and each has the same power as all, and all as each. A circle of equidistant pyramids of vision will give to their object angles of equal size, and an eye at each point will see the object of the same size. The body of the atmosphere is full of infinite pyramids composed of radiating straight lines, which are produced from the surface of the bodies in light and shade, existing in the air and the farther they are from the object which produces them the more acute they become and although in their distribution they intersect and cross they never mingle together, but pass through all the surrounding air, independently converging, spreading, and diffused, and they are all of equal power and value, all equal to each, and each equal to all. By these the images of objects are transmitted through all space and in every direction, and each pyramid, in itself, includes, in each minutest part, the whole form of the body causing it. 64. The body of the atmosphere is full of infinite radiating pyramids produced by the objects existing in it. These intersect and cross each other with independent convergence without interfering with each other and pass through all the surrounding atmosphere, and are of equal force and value all being equal to each, each to all, and by means of these, images of the body are transmitted everywhere and on all sides and each receives in itself every minutest portion of the object that produces it. Proof by Experiment 65-66-65 Perspective The air is filled with endless images of the objects distributed in it, and all are represented in all, and all in one, and all in each. Whence it happens that if two mirrors are placed in such a manner as to face each other exactly, the first will be reflected in the second and the second in the first. The first being reflected in the second takes to it the image of itself with all the images represented in it, among which is the image of the second mirror, and so, image within image, they go on to infinity in such a manner as that each mirror has within it a mirror, each smaller than the last and one inside the other. Thus, by this example, it is clearly proved that every object sends its image to every spot whence the object itself can be seen, and the converse that the same object may receive in itself all the images of the objects that are in front of it. Hence the eye transmits through the atmosphere its own image to all the objects that are in front of it and receives them into itself, that is to say on its surface, whence they are taken in by the common sense, which considers them and if they are pleasing commits them to the memory. Whence I am of opinion, that the invisible images in the eyes are produced towards the object, as the image of the object to the eye that the images of the objects must be disseminated through the air. An instance may be seen in several mirrors placed in a circle, which will reflect each other endlessly. When one has reached the other it is returned to the object that produced it, and thence being diminished it is returned again to the object and then comes back once more, and this happens endlessly. If you put a light between two flat mirrors with a distance of one brochel between them you will see in each of them an infinite number of lights, one smaller than another to the last. If at night you put a light between the walls of a room, all the parts of that wall will be tinted with the image of that light, and they will receive the light and the light will fall on them, mutually. That is to say, when there is no obstacle to interrupt the transmission of the images, 
This same example is seen in a greater degree in the distribution of the solar rays which all together, and each by itself, convey to the object the image of the body which causes it, that each body by itself alone fills with its images the atmosphere around it, and that the same air is able, at the same time, to receive the images of the endless other objects which are in it. This is clearly proved by these examples, and every object is everywhere visible in the whole of the atmosphere, and the whole in every smallest part of it, and all the objects in the whole, and all in each smallest part, each in all and all in every part. 66. The images of objects are all diffused through the atmosphere which receives them, and all on every side in it. To prove this, let us see the objects of which the images are admitted to a dark chamber by the small holes NP and thrown upon the plane FI opposite to these holes. As many images will be produced in the chamber on the plane as the number of the said holes. 67. General Conclusions. All objects project their whole image and likeness, diffused and mingled in the whole of the atmosphere, opposite to themselves. The image of every point of the bodily surface, exists in every part of the atmosphere. All the images of the objects are in every part of the atmosphere, the whole, and each part of the image of the atmosphere is reflected in each point of the surface of the bodies presented to it. Therefore both the part and the whole of the images of the objects exist, both in the whole and in the parts of the surface of these visible bodies. Whence we may evidently say that the image of each object exists, as a whole and in every part, in each part and in the whole interchangeably in every existing body as is seen in two mirrors placed opposite to each other, 68, that the contrary is impossible, it is impossible that the eye should project from itself, by visual rays, the visual virtue, since, as soon as it opens, that front portion of the eye which would give rise to this emanation would have to go forth to the object and this it could not do without time, and this being so, it could not travel so high as the sun in a month's time when the eye wanted to see it, and if it could reach the sun it would necessarily follow that it should perpetually remain in a continuous line from the eye to the sun and should always diverge in such a way as to form between the sun and the eye the base and the apex of a pyramid. This being the case, if the eye consisted of a million worlds, it would not prevent its being consumed in the projection of its virtue, and if this virtue would have to travel through the air as perfumes do, the wines would bend it and carry it into another place. But we do in fact see the mass of the sun with the same rapidity as an object at the distance of a bracho, and the power of sight is not disturbed by the blowing of the winds nor by any other accident. Footnote, the view here refuted by Leonardo was maintained among others by Bramantino, Leonardo's Milanese contemporary. Eloavesia writes as follows in his Trattato dell'Ordi della Pedra and C. Milano 1584, Liber, VCP, XXI. Savi Miguel Vergileto inserti scritti alcun cos di Bramantino Milanese, celebratissimo pinter, adnante alla prospettiva, li quali ho voluto rifriare, e quasi in tessere in questo logo, offent sapiamo qual fosse l'opinione di cosi caro e famoso pinter intorno alla prospettiva, scribe Bramantino che lo prospettiva e una cosa che contra il natural. Echasio asifa intermodi surca il primo modo che asifa con radioni, per essere locosa in posh parole conclusa di Abramantino in maniera che judico non potersi directori meglio, condonando via cita de part del principio al fine, io rifriro per punto li propri parole susipi, xxii, prima prospettiva di Bramantino, lo prima prospettiva folicos di punto, il ultra non mai. 
Ilo terza piu oppresso. Adunque lo primo e si diamanda prospettiva. Sia ragioni. Lo quelli falletto del occhio. Facendo crescere e calare secondo gli effetti degli occhi. Questo crescere e calare non proceed delicosa propria. Che in southeast per essere lontana. Avro vicina. Per quello effetto non può crescere e sminuire. Ma proceed dagli effetti degli occhi. I quali sono piccioli. E perciò volendo vedir tanto gran cosa. I sod notch a mandino for a lover to visit Lo quelli aside I lot in tanto largeza. Che piglia tutto quello che vuoi vedir. Ed arrivo on doit quella cosa lo vedi da vi. E da legli occhi per quello circuito fino all occhio. E tutto quello termini piano di quella cosa. It is worthy of note that Leonardo had made his memorandum refuting this view. At Milan in 1492-69. A parallel case. Just as a stone flung into the water becomes the center and cause of many circles. And as sound diffuses itself in circles in the air, so any object, placed in the luminous atmosphere, diffuses itself in circles, and fills the surrounding air with infinite images of itself, and is repeated, the whole everywhere, and the whole in every smallest part. This can be proved by experiment, since if you shut a window that faces west and make a hole, the function of the eye as explained by the camera obscura 70, 71, 70. If the object in front of the eye sends its image to the eye, the eye, on the other hand, sends its image to the object, and no portion whatever of the object is lost in the images it throws off, for any reason either in the eye or the object, therefore we may rather believe it to be the nature and potency of our luminous atmosphere which absorbs the images of the objects existing in it, than the nature of the objects, to send their images through the air. If the object opposite to the eye were to send its image to the eye, the eye would have to do the same to the object, whence it might seem that these images were an emanation, but, if so, it would be necessary to admit that every object became rapidly smaller, because each object appears by its images in the surrounding atmosphere, that is, the whole object in the whole atmosphere, and in each part, and all the objects in the whole atmosphere and all of them in each part, Speaking of that atmosphere which is able to contain in itself the straight and radiating lines of the images projected by the objects, from this it seems necessary to admit that it is in the nature of the atmosphere, which subsists between the objects, and which attracts the images of things to itself like a lodestone, being placed between them, prove how all objects, placed in one position, are all everywhere and all in each part. I say that if the front of a building or any open piazza or field which is illuminated by the sun has a dwelling opposite to it, and if, in the front which does not face the sun day you make a small round hole, all the illuminated objects will project their images through that hole and be visible inside the dwelling on the opposite wall which may be made white, and there, in fact, they will be upside down, and if you make similar openings in several places in the same wall you will have the same result from each. Hence the images of the illuminated objects are all everywhere on this wall and all in each minutest part of it. The reason, as we clearly know, is that this hole must admit some light to the said dwelling, and the light admitted by it is derived from one or many luminous bodies. If these bodies are of various colors and shapes the rays forming the images are of various colors and shapes, and so will the representations be on the wall. Footnote, 70, 1523. This section has already been published in the Saggio dell'Opera di Leonardo di Vinci, Milan 1872, pages 13, 14. Gigo observes upon it. 
that Leonardo is not to be regarded as the inventor of the camera obscura, but that he was the first to explain by it the structure of the eye. An account of the camera obscura first occurs in Cesar Csarini's Italian version of Vitruvius, Pub. 1523, four years after Leonardo's death, Cesarini expressly names Benedettino Don Pupnuccio as the inventor of the camera obscura. In his explanation of the function of the eye by a comparison with the camera obscura Leonardo was the precursor of GCARDANO, professor of medicine at Bologna died 1576 and it appears highly probable that this island in fact, the very discovery which Leonardo ascribes to himself in section 21 without giving any further details. 71. How the images of objects received by the eye intersect within the crystalline humor of the eye. An experiment. Showing how objects transmit their images or pictures. Intersecting within the eye in the crystalline humor. Is seen when by some small round hole penetrate the images of illuminated objects into a very dark chamber. Then. Receive these images on a white paper placed within this dark room and rather near to the hole and you will see all the objects on the paper in their proper forms and colors, but much smaller, and they will be upside down by reason of that very intersection. These images being transmitted from a place illuminated by the sun will seem actually painted on this paper which must be extremely thin and looked at from behind, and let the little perforation be made in a very thin plate of iron. Let a BEDE be the object illuminated by the sun and or the front of the dark chamber in which is the said hole at NM. Let ST be the sheet of paper intercepting the rays of the images of these objects upside down, because the rays being straight, on the right hand becomes on the left, and on the left becomes on the right, and the same takes place inside the pupil. Footnote, this chapter is already known through a translation into French by Venturi. Compare his essay sur l'ouvrages physico-mathématiques d'LDA Vinci avec de fragments tires d'SES manuscripts. Apports de l'I. Lutetium à la première classe de l'Institut National de Sciences et Arts. Paris. NV 1797. The Practice of Perspective 72. 73. 72. In the practice of perspective the same rules apply to light and to the eye. 73. The object which is opposite to the pupil of the eye is seen by that pupil and that which is opposite to the eye is seen by the pupil. Refraction of the rays falling upon the eye 74. 75 74. The lines sent forth by the image of an object to the eye do not reach the point within the eye in straight lines. 75. If the judgment of the eye is situated within it, the straight lines of the images are refracted on its surface because they pass through the rarer to the denser medium. If when you are under water, you look at objects in the air you will see them out of their true place, and the same with objects under water seen from the air. The intersection of the ray 7682. 76. The inversion of the images. All the images of objects which pass through a window glass pane from the free outer air to the air confined within walls, are seen on the opposite side, and an object which moves in the outer air from east to west will seen in its shadow on the wall which is lighted by this confined air, to have an opposite motion. 77. The principle on which the images of bodies pass in between the margins of the openings by which they enter. What difference is there in the way in which images pass through narrow openings and through large openings, or in those which pass by the sides of shaded bodies, by moving the edges of the opening through which the images are admitted, the images of immovable objects are made to move, and this happens as is shown in the ninth which demonstrates, footnote 11, parla 9 h a 
When Leonardo refers thus to a number it serves to indicate marginal diagrams, this can in some instances be distinctly proved. The ninth sketch on the page WL145B corresponds to the middle sketch of the three reproduced. The images of any object are all everywhere, and all in each part of the surrounding air. It follows that if one of the edges of the hole by which the images are admitted to a dark chamber is moved it cuts off those rays of the image that were in contact with it and gets nearer to other rays which previously were remote from it and see of the movement of the edge at the right or left, or the upper, or lower edge. If you move the right side of the opening the image on the left will move being that of the object which entered on the right side of the opening, and the same result will happen with all the other sides of the opening. This can be proved by the second of this which shows, all the rays which convey the images of objects through the air are straight lines. Hence, if the images of very large bodies have to pass through very small holes, and beyond these holes recover their large size, the lines must necessarily intersect. 78. Necessity has provided that all the images of objects in front of the eye shall intersect into places. One of these intersections is in the pupil the other in the crystalline lens, and if this were not the case the eye could not see so great a number of objects as it does. This can be proved, since all the lines which intersect do so in a point, because nothing is seen of objects excepting their surface, and their edges are lines, in contradistinction to the definition of a surface, and each minute part of a line is equal to a point, for smallest is said of that than which nothing can be smaller, and this definition is equivalent to the definition of the point. Hence it is possible for the whole circumference of a circle to transmit its image to the point of intersection, as is shown in the fourth of this which shows, all the smallest parts of the images cross each other without interfering with each other. These demonstrations are to illustrate the eye. No image, even of the smallest object, enters the eye without being turned upside down, but as it penetrates into the crystalline lens it is once more reversed and thus the image is restored to the same position within the eye as that of the object outside the eye. 79. Of the central line of the eye, only one line of the image, of all those that reach the visual virtue, has no intersection, and this has no sensible dimensions because it is a mathematical line which originates from a mathematical point, which has no dimensions, according to my adversary. Necessity requires that the central line of every image that enters by small and narrow openings into a dark chamber shall be turned upside down, together with the images of the bodies that surround it. 80. As to whether the central line of the image can be intersected, though or not, within the opening, it is impossible that the line should intersect itself, that island that its right should cross over to its left side, and so, its left side become its right side because such an intersection demands two lines, one from each side, for there can be no motion from right to left or from left to right in itself without such extension and thickness as admit of such motion, and if there is extension it is no longer a line but a surface, and we are investigating the properties of the line, and not of a surface, and as the line, having no center of thickness cannot be divided, we must conclude that the line can have no sides to intersect each other. This is proved by the movement of the line F to a B and of the line EB to EF which are the sides of the surface FEB but if you move the line B and the line EF with the front ends, E to the spot, you will have moved the opposite ends FB towards each other at the point, and from the two lines you will have drawn the straight line CD which cuts the middle of the intersection of these two lines at the point without any intersection, for, you imagine these two lines as having breadth, 
it is evident that by this motion the first will entirely cover the other being equal with it without any intersection, in the position CD and this is sufficient to prove our proposition. 81. How the innumerable rays from innumerable images can converge to a point, just as all lines can meet at a point without interfering with each other being without breadth or thickness in the same way all the images of surfaces can meet there, and as each given point faces the object opposite to it and each object faces an opposite point. The converging rays of the image can pass through the point and diverge again beyond it to reproduce and re-magnify the real size of that image. But their impressions will appear reversed as is shown in the first, above, where it is said that every image intersects as it enters the narrow openings made in a very thin substance. Read the marginal text on the other side. In proportion as the opening is smaller than the shaded body, so much less will the images transmitted through this opening intersect each other. The sides of images which pass through openings into a dark room intersect at a point which is nearer to the opening in proportion as the opening is narrower. To prove this let a B be an object in light and shade which sends not its shadow but the image of its darkened form through the opening D which is as wide as this shaded body, and its sides a B being straight lines as has been proved, must intersect between the shaded object and the opening, but nearer to the opening in proportion as it is smaller than the object in shade, as is shown on your right hand and your left hand, in the two diagrams where, the right opening, being equal in width to the shaded object, the intersection of the sides of the said shaded object occurs halfway between the opening and the shaded object at the point, but this cannot happen in the left hand figure, the opening being much smaller than the shaded object, it is impossible that the images of objects should be seen between the objects and the openings through which the images of these bodies are admitted, and this is plain because where the atmosphere is illuminated these images are not formed visibly. When the images are made double by mutually crossing each other they are invariably doubly as dark in tone. To prove this let be such a doubling which although it is only seen within the space between the bodies in and this will not hinder its being seen from or from, being composed of the images which run together in footnote, 81. On the original diagram at the beginning of this chapter Leonardo has written, Ezero, Bloom where in the facsimile I have marked and, Giolo, yellow where stands, 82, an experiment showing that though the pupil may not be moved from its position the objects seen by it may appear to move from their places, if you look at an object at some distance from you and which is below the eye, and fix both your eyes upon it and with one hand firmly hold the upper lid open while with the other you push up the under lid still keeping your eyes fixed on the object gazed at you will see that object double, one image remaining steady and the other moving in a contrary direction to the pressure of your finger on the lower eyelid. How false the opinion is of those who say that this happens because the pupil of the eye is displaced from its position. How the above-mentioned facts prove that the pupil acts upside down in seeing. Footnote, 82. 1417. The subject indicated by these two headings is fully discussed in the two chapters that follow them in the original, but it did not seem to me appropriate to include them here. Demonstration of perspective by means of a vertical glass plane 8385, 83, of the plane of glass. Perspective is nothing else than seeing place or objects behind a plane of glass, quite transparent, on the surface of which the objects behind that glass are to be drawn. These can be traced in pyramids to the point in the eye, and these pyramids are intersected on the glass plane. 84. Pictorial perspective can never make an object at the same distance look of the same size as it appears to the eye, 
you see that the apex of the pyramid FCD is as far from the object as the same point is from the object, and yet, which is the base made by the painter's point, is smaller than which is the base of the lines from the objects converging in the eye and refracted at the surface of the eye. This may be proved by experiment, by the lines of vision and then by the lines of the painter's plumb line by cutting the real lines of vision on one and the same plane and measuring on it one and the same object. 85. Perspective. The vertical plane is a perpendicular line, imagined as in front of the central point where the apex of the pyramids converge, and this plane bears the same relation to this point as a plane of glass would, through which you might see the various objects and draw them on it, and the objects thus drawn would be smaller than the originals, in proportion as the distance between the glass and the eye was smaller than that between the glass and the objects. Perspective. The different converging pyramids produced by the objects, will show on the plane, the various sizes and remoteness of the objects causing them, perspective, all those horizontal planes of which the extremes are met by perpendicular lines forming right angles, if they are of equal width the more they rise to the level of eye the less this is seen, and the more the eye is above them the more will their real width be seen, perspective, the farther a spherical body is from the eye the more you will see of it, the angle of sight varies with the distance 86 88 86, a simple and natural method, showing how objects appear to the eye without any other medium. The object that is nearest to the eye always seems larger than another of the same size at greater distance. The eye, seeing the spaces OVX hardly detects the difference between them, and the reason of this is that it is close to them. Footnote 6, it is quite inconceivable to me why Amoraviasesolan, in a note to his French translation of this simple passage should have remarked, Ilias declare cusius par erculenard equit par servizino ludi par non servizino. See his printed education of Nizay page 38. But if these spaces are marked on the vertical plane and O the space OV will be seen at OR and in the same way the space VX will appear at RQ and if you carry this out in any place where you can walk round, it will look out of proportion by reason of the great difference in the spaces OR and RQ and this proceeds from the eye being so much below near the plane that the plane is foreshortened. Hence, if you wanted to carry it out, you would have to arrange to see the perspective through a single hole which must be at the point, or else you must go to a distance of at least three times the height of the object you see. The plane OP being always equally remote from the eye will reproduce the objects in a satisfactory way so that they may be seen from place to place. 87. How every large mass sends forth its images, which may diminish the 